All right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. I am Caleb, and with me, as always, now is Brandon. Hey, guys. How's it going? I just got to say, I'm excited because hopefully, potentially now, if you've been sticking around with us for the past couple weeks, um, you've known that the audio, we've had audio issues up and down. Hopefully, we have that squared away now. Um, First, Skype caused the problem, but now Skype might be the answer because they have new, new things that we might be able to use. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. My fingers are crossed because I hate having to adjust things audio-wise when they work so well. So we're here. We're bringing you Michigan football each and every week. And uh, But the new thing that we've been doing is our Did You Know segment. And so I'll actually hand things off to Brandon this week for that. All right. So my Did You Know was, did you know that Cap'n Crunch has a full name? His full name is Horatio Magellan Crunch. <laughs> and, he ha- and he has a ship, and the ship is called the SS Guppy. Okay, that's, um, I think I knew about the name thing, but I definitely did not know about the ship. Um, <laughs> what way, so it was what Magellan? Horatio. So okay. He's, so he's like Latino. Okay, I didn't put that together either. And I'm assuming they got Magellan from Ferdinand Magellan, the explorer. Yeah. Portuguese. Yeah. Huh. (laughs) Okay. All right, that's that's a new one. Yeah, I um totally. Whoops, hit the wrong button. But totally did not. Um, I think I had heard that name before, or Magellan. Mm. So when you said Magellan, I mean I know it from the explorer, but when you said that, so definitely did not know Horatio. Definitely did not know about the name of the ship. So that's, I don't know how that makes me feel. It almost makes me feel like they're messing with our, with my childhood. Yeah. I wasn't even sure if that was true. And I looked it up and it was, it was on a few websites. Hmm. So yeah, I'm just going to take that as a truth. Yeah. Oh shoot. Now I'm forgetting what, um, cookie monsters real name was Sid. Yeah, I believe it was. I think you, yeah, you and Craig had that on an earlier episode. Yeah, and I um I was trying to remember. Yeah, I think it was said. Yeah, so we're just ruining childhood for everybody. <laughs> so nice, nice. Yeah, I I did not know. I never really, really really would have thought about that. Now I'm thinking about like all the other cereals. Yeah, or, and or like just characters. Like, does Mister Clean have a first name? Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. Baldy McBald face. <laughs> we could come up with names. Oh man, no, that's interesting. That that's a good one. So we might have to revisit that subject sometime. Um. All right. Well, we uh, we will uh, as always be bringing you Michigan football here as well. Um. So as we move into that, uh, we've got a couple different conversations for you guys today. Um. It might be kind of a short, sweet episode, um, so we're going to be, we've got a lot of small topics to touch on. Uh, of course, the uh, the big one that came up recently was the National Signing Day, the second signing day 
that is now for college football, the final one. So the 2019 class is finalized. Um, I'm going to share some specific numbers here, and then uh, Brandon's going to talk some specific players and everything. We might, if we can get around to it, do a more in-depth episode on the 2019 recruiting class. Uh, but right now we're just going to kind of touch on it, especially since it's kind of the hot topic and everything. Um, there were 27 total commits uh, for Michigan's class this year. Um, they ranked number one in the Big Ten. And, oh, man, I know it's different for uh, different places. What did I see? Like eighth nationally, I think it was. So uh, a good yeah. year for Michigan. Eighth nationally, yeah, you're right. Okay. And in, if you go by ESPN rankings, uh, 14 of the 27, so over half, are in the ESPN 300. In uh, their rankings, one five-star, 17 four-stars, and nine three-stars. And I had one other thing here. Uh, 12 of them are offense, 14 are defense, and one was a dual player, which I haven't looked more in depth to see if he's specifically uh, going to be playing offense or defense uh, yet. But there's 12 offensive, 14 defensive, and then that last one that will be playing either or or potentially both. So, But, Brandon, you had some more detailed information about some of the uh, signees for this class. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just have a list of our our top guys and where they rank uh, in their position. Uh, I mean, everybody knows uh, Daxton Hill. Uh, He's the number one safety. He actually, he was, they were saying he was going to commit to us, and then they were like, oh, all of a sudden he's going to Bama, and then he switched back. So really looking forward to seeing him play. Uh, Our next top one is we got uh, Zach Charbonnet. He's the number three running back, so. That'll really help, uh, you know, now since Evans is, you know, reportedly gone. So that should help us out good. Uh, and the third guy I had written down is uh, Chris Hinton. He's the number five defensive tackle in the nation. Nice. Yeah, that uh, those will be some big ones. That I, Daxon Hill was a uh, roller coaster. I do remember that. And I can't remember now if it was something that, he specifically did that made it seem like he was going to Alabama or if there was just some kind of crazy rumor going around, but yeah, I, do. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember some of our fan base freaking out like, Oh, I'm unfollowing him on Twitter now. It's like, have yeah. fun in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> and then those same people are like, all right, he's coming back. Yeah. You're my favorite player. Flip the switch. Yeah, no, that that's why I don't get too heavily into it. And that's why I wait until now. You know, the signing time is done. There's always some crazy drama. I mean, there was what, you know, the flip of somebody from Georgia to Auburn or vice versa or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was completely blindsided. So, yeah, I don't even I mean, yeah, I'm interested, but I don't really get into it until it's done a done deal. I feel like it's too much of a drama thing. So, yeah, but uh but yeah, I guess probably. Uh, well, we'll we'll get to it here in a minute. But Brandon brought up Chris Evans, and so of course that's uh, something that has taken place in the past couple weeks. We did our uh, 2018 review here before National Signing Day, so that made us have to push a couple things back. So we'll be talking about Chris Evans here during this episode a little bit later. 
Um, but we're talking about people coming, but it's also uh, a little bit about people going. Chris Evans, who we will get to. Um, some of the players going to the NFL as well. But the first person that we're going to address that is uh, leaving Ann Arbor is kind of the long-awaited news that people were waiting, uh, anticipating. But Pep Hamilton, uh, at one point, uh, when it was first announced, it was just announced that he was no longer with Michigan football. Then I can't remember if it was same day or within the next couple of days, um, he landed a new job and that Brandon, did you have specifically where he landed? Yeah, actually I found out, I think it was the next day that it was reported that he's going to the XFL in 2020. Yeah. He's going to be the the head coach of the Washington DC team that they're going to have. Is he also the GM then? Um, I don't think so. Okay. There's, there's someone else, uh, Stoops from Oklahoma. He, yeah, there we go. He's the going to be the head coach and GM of the Dallas team. Okay. All right. I knew somebody did. I didn't know if that was like a default thing where they're just like making head coaches, GMs and things like that. But anyways, yeah. So Pep Hamilton, as a lot of people have already alluded to, especially if you're, especially if you're on social media too, now has the opportunity to, I guess, uh, prove himself. After the recent years at Michigan, uh, there were some, eh, there were some all right things. I mean, we saw him in the documentary, and um, there were some positives to take away from it. But it's not like the Michigan offense essentially flourished under him. So there are definitely some doubters. The XFL seems to be an interesting place where some people might be able to get uh, an opportunity to, you know, write a new chapter in their book. I don't know exactly why Stoops is going there, but Hey, you know, if you want to more power to you, that's totally on you. I, I was listening to XM radio the other day and they had Stoops on there and they're talking to him about it. And um, from what he said is that he, he said, it made him think of when he first started at Oklahoma where he could build his team with the players and the personnel and everything uh, right from scratch, everything in his vision. So he seems really excited about it. Uh, so, you know, I'll see how that pan out, pans out for him. Uh, as for Hamilton, he's also the GM, too. I just looked it up. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, so I don't know if that's kind of like a default thing or a common thing that's going to be happening in a, in the in a, well, XFL. So, yeah, I think that probably we'll see a lot more of that, um, you know, just because it's a new startup league. Uh, obviously, they had the the first incarnation of it in 2000 uh, with Vince McMahon and um, Dick Ebersole starting it up. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm interested to see where it goes and everything. So I, I don't see anything wrong with more football, even if it's not. See, that's another thing, too, where it's just like, OK, even if it's during the offseason and it's not as good of football, it's still football when there's normally not football. So I will take OK average mediocre whatever you want to call it football of any right. kind of football is better than no football in my opinion so yeah actually the the aaf started this weekend the alliance of american football yeah were you watching that yeah i watched uh, the memphis and birmingham game today um actually channing stribling was starting on memphis okay and he played pretty well too he had 
I think two or three pass deflections and about four or five tackles. Nice. Now it's nice. a little bit different um, than normal football, right? Yeah, there's uh, there's no kickoffs. Um, when a team gets the ball, they start at the 25 yard line. Uh, if the other team wants to do an onside kick, they have to start on their own 28 and have to convert a fourth and 12, I believe. Okay. So one, they keep the ball. If they don't, then the other team gets the ball. Yeah. And I, and uh, we were discussing that. I mentioned how weird that was, but then you said, if you go from the 22 out 14 yards, you know, it's an even number. And so that makes more sense. The the 14 just threw me off. Yeah. Well, no, it was a 28 to 12. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, um, there's also no extra points. Yeah, yeah you have to go for two every time. Yeah, so it'll definitely uh, keep it interesting. So you're losing out on the excitement of kick, uh, kickoffs, kick returns, and things like that. Do they do punting then still? Uh, yeah, there's still punts. Okay, but that's not as bad because it's not kick return. Right. So mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I'll have to try to catch that. I did. I was actually trying when I saw people talking about it. At first, I tried looking on some of my uh, score apps to see if I could find out, like, okay, when are they playing and everything, and it's not on the apps yet, so I'll have to be yeah. watching and checking that out. We'll probably talk more about the AAF uh, more So as time goes on. It's the AAF, right? Yeah. Okay. It's all too new. Too, too new. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, then, so that's a new realm of things for football past college. Um, And then of course the most famous thing for players to do after football and college is to go to the NFL and the stepping stone to get to the NFL is the NFL combine, which we want to take a moment to mention because it was released on what Michigan players got invited to go. And so they actually got six invites for uh, Rashawn Gary Zach Gentry, Devin Bush, Karan Higdon, Long, and Winovich. So uh, those are the Michigan players who are going to be at the Combine. And this is more of your expertise, Brandon, because you have more connection with uh, pro football and everything. Mm-hmm. Do you have uh, just kind of curious? I'm just throwing this at you. Do you have any kind of thoughts on who is probably who might have like the best performance or what you're interested to see from those six guys for the combine? Uh, I think, well, the obvious one that stands out to me is Gary. Mm-hmm. I think Gary, he's going to measure off the charts just because of how athletic he is. I mean, the guy's almost 300 pounds. He's probably going to run about a four or five, which is nuts. Um, Bush, I also feel like is going to have a, a big day. Um, the person I'm really looking at is going to be Gentry just because you see like the flashes of being good, you know, the past couple of years he's been on a team, but you know, I don't really know what to expect from him. I feel like he, he has the ability to be a good NFL tight end, but you know, I, I want to see what he has to do at the combine. Um, one guy I'm surprised that didn't get an invite was, was Tyree Kittle. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, because I mean, he's he's out there. He's you no, know, he's going to be in the draft. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just surprised, you know, being from Michigan and being our starting safety. Yeah, and, you know, he's a, he's a pretty solid player. You know, might be a late, later pick, but 
you know, I was surprised you didn't get an invite. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Gentry because I got to admit, that's probably the one that kind of just intrigues me the most where it's just like, okay, it'll be interesting to see what he does. If he, um, improves his stock, um, by what he's able to do in the combine, because I mean, he is just a huge target and he could be, I mean, he's got an opportunity to be huge in the NFL, depending on how well he does, because uh, tight ends in the right place for the right team could uh, make big differences. So, yeah, that's that's probably the one that's the most curious to me. Everybody else, I mean, you kind of knew was going to be going. So, but anything else from a Michigan standpoint for the combine or anything? Um, I know we're just touching on briefly, but. Um, you know, not really off the top of my head. I think the probably the only two that have a chance of going in the first round are going to be Gary and Bush. Um, yeah. Gary, I'm expecting he might even go in the top five just because of athletic ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he didn't really have too much production for us. Uh, but, you know, you saw glimpses of his ability over the last few years. And, you know, maybe it just takes a, the right defense to put him in. You know, so he's not really the anchor end where he can freely run towards the quarterback or, you know, be moved inside. Um, yeah, I'm really I'm really interested to see who takes Gary and, you know, how he fits within their their system. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bush, I'm expecting he might be towards the end of the first just because there's not too many teams that are in need of a linebacker. And this draft, it's so full of defensive line talent that it's nuts. Like I'm expecting at least 10 defensive linemen taken in the first round. Okay. Maybe even more. Nice. Yeah. I, um, Gary is definitely didn't have uh, crazy numbers that some people kind of thought maybe this year would happen, but yeah, just as kind of you were saying, he was, he was a focal point. So he got double teamed a lot and he was taking a lot of attention away from, some of those other players, especially like uh, Winovich, capitalized on uh, Gary getting a lot of attention. I th- I feel like Gary, and I'm, I'm just saying this off the top of my head because I haven't looked at the numbers, but I feel like Gary kind of had a quote-unquote better year last year, looking year last year for just the um, looking at the results um, and kind of the eye test a little bit because this year he got more uh, more focus and everything and not that necessarily people were shutting him down, but you know, if he, if like you were saying, he gets on a team where he's not the number one defensive lineman, he's going to mm-hmm. have a lot more freedom to do what he does best. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so those guys are heading out, uh, of course, others as well from Michigan, those guys heading out into the NFL. Uh, and then one recent player that is heading out that, and there's a lot of kind of confusion going around because uh, within like the past week, um, I think it was in the past week, maybe it was a little bit longer than that, but it came out that Chris Evans is no longer with the team. He is, if I have this correct, and so Brandon, if you have more information on this, uh, mm-hmm. you can help back me up. He is not on scholarship, uh, his football scholarship uh, anymore. He's still at Michigan. It's explained that this is dealing with academics, and he's hoping 
to rejoin the team? See, that's what I didn't understand either, because he said he was hoping to continue his career at Michigan. And I'm thinking, do you want to come back to the team, or are you talking about you want to continue your academic career at Michigan? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the gray area. Um, You know, I don't really expect him back, to be honest. Like, it sounds like, you know, he was struggling with grades, and, you know, he's... I mean, he's a he's an electric player, but you know he doesn't really have the talent for the next level. And you know, maybe he realizes, you know, maybe my grades are a little more important than you know playing football. And if that's taking time away from my schoolwork, then you know that's what I, that's what I need to go after. Yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, this just puts Michigan in a weird spot because uh, losing Higdon to the NFL, uh, the transfer of Kurt Taylor. And then uh, Omar Samuels was uh, dismissed after uh, charges were brought against him. And then here, as late as it is, as it is now, here in February, to be losing Chris Evans, um, it's they it kind of puts them in a little bind, a little kind of an awkward spot. I mean, it, it's good because the wide receiver core is so strong. But mm-hmm. you're kind of hoping to have some of that experience. I mean, I know that Chris Evans wasn't, exactly you know the cornerstone of the running back uh group of course that was higdon but uh evans did some pretty good stuff uh, i was impressed with some of the things that he was able to do in the ohio state game uh between uh some of his runs and some of his uh being able to catch the ball um mm-hmm. on the move and so it was going to be a positive to have him around so now that he's gone and i admit too i don't think he's coming back Uh, there's no clear information even if he's able to return to the team but yeah it's a weird situation i um so needless to say uh charbonnet is probably going to be getting some early experience unless um true wilson and christian turner just absolutely like blow it away at the running back position which, uh, of course, True Wilson ha- looks really promising. And Christian Turner showed some things in the bowl game that looked nice. But nothing so, like, the amount that we've been able to see them is very minimal to be able to say that one of them is going to be the guy next year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I um, I don't know. It, it's, it came out left field. I mean, there were rumors and things for a couple days before something got announced. Um, I actually heard that, you know, there's a player that's no longer on the team. He got in trouble. It's just like, okay, great. You know, trouble you think, you know, with the law or something like that, then it comes out that it was academics. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's definitely something we have to keep our eye on. Yeah. See, you know, if he's playing, if he is planning on coming back or if, you know, if he's gone. Yeah. I, I don't know, like for now, there have been several times where there have been players who have been ineligible or like on the team, but not like dressed for games because of academics Mm -hmm. or maybe still on the team, but not going, going to games because of academics. But for him to no longer be on the team puts in a unique position where, yeah, I don't know if he'll come back or like how long that would take. 
because of, you know, now being February and, you know, get, doing spring practice and everything like that and getting ready then for the fall. I, yeah, it's, I feel like it's a big hurdle. And I personally, with the limited information I have, I don't think that we're going to see him back. Right. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, uh, now, saying that about the spring, it'll be kind of interesting to see what Michigan decides to do as far with a spring game, if they do a spring game slash practice or not, and then also to be able to get um, – I know everybody's going to be t- uh, talking about Gaddis and uh, the, uh, off- passing offense and everything. There might be more interest now actually on the running game just to be able to be like, hey, are we going to be a one-dimensional team or what? Mm-hmm, exactly. So we'll see what Michigan turns up and everything. It'll be kind of interesting. So um, this was kind of like a rapid-fire episode. Um, we're actually working on drafting up some things. So there'll be some, uh, changes happening, nothing drastic or anything. We're just going to try to be organizing things and kind of having, uh, almost kind of what you would see for, um, sports TV and everything where they have a breakdown on, you know, every day they cover this topic and go, go in this order of events and everything. And so we're, we're going to try to bring some order and stuff. Uh, we might implement it here in the next couple of weeks. Um, just to let you guys know that some of those behind the scene things are happening. Um, but I think that's kind of it before we do wrap it up though. I just wanted to make sure, um, did you have anything to add? I mean, to actually any of the, uh, topics that we covered tonight or. Um, no, not really. Um, I think I said, but the XFL that doesn't kick off until next year, right? Yeah, I mentioned that. Okay. Yeah, yeah so it'll be then, interesting to see what Pep can do. Yeah, and do you know when the AAF runs from? Like from when to when? Yeah, it, it goes from February until the end of April. Okay. All right, so three months. Yeah, so. which I think is about the same time that Vince McMahon said that the the XFL is going to run. So that'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, that'll be kind of a bummer if they just strictly overlap like that because there's some entertainment in there because March and April you've got March Madness. Um right. so I was kind of hoping that maybe something would happen after that would be like April, May, June, but then of course you're getting into the hotter months and if you're playing in like California or something like that, you're going to kill players or something like that with the heat. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. It's interesting. I'll have to catch it. I'll have to. Uh, the games are only on the weekends, or yeah, uh, the AAF games are on Saturday nights, and then Sunday they have a four o'clock game and an eight o'clock game. Okay, interesting. Cool. I'm excited about it. I'll be uh, catching it at some point for sure. So, um, if you guys have any thoughts or anything on the AAF, or if you have additional information. Uh, and want to share it by all means, feel free to give us a call. If you guys have any, the, uh, off season is pretty wide open. There are different times where we target different things. Uh, Brandon and I are getting to get, uh, and communicating on a regular basis about kind of putting a plan together for different things that we want to cover, uh, like some special episodes and things like that for special topics. So if you, uh, if you guys have any thoughts or ideas or input on anything, feel free to shoot us an email, talk to us on social media, or give us a call. Um, as always, if you want to call the voicemail, it's 
3276. Uh, easy to remember because that's 551 Blue Bro. And so with that, I think we good, man? Yeah, we're good. We good. All right. Well, it's uh, every week for us is Michigan football. And uh, we will be with you guys next week again. And until next time, we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.